Hello, everyone, and welcome back inside the home office. I'm Craig D'Amico, and this is NEC Women's Basketball on the Run. It's the show that's just as addictive and thought-provoking as your daily Wordle puzzle. The road to the 2022 NEC Women's Basketball Championship is starting to come just a tad bit more into focus, as coming up this weekend, we will hit the halfway point of conference season. Now, coming up on today's show, we'll talk some more about week four. We'll bring you our top three stars of the past week. We'll peek ahead to some of the big games coming up this week, including a big game on ESPNU. And we'll be joined by our special guest this week, FDU grad student, Madison Stanley. But first, let's get right to the news. Here's our week four NEC women's basketball headlines. The FDU Knights remain atop the NEC standings following a week four Brooklyn sweep. The Knights took to the concrete jungle on Thursday for a big-time battle with the Terriers, and they came away with a 72-62 win. The Knights went into halftime on an 8-1 run over the final four minutes of the half to go into the break with a seven-point cushion. The Knights would then stretch their lead up to as many as 17 points in the fourth quarter, but the Terriers fought back and got within single digits a couple of times, but ultimately the Knights would hold on and prevail by 10. Madison Stanley recorded a career-high 25 points, and Anya Bell was absolutely awesome with 22, including four triples. Then on Sunday, the Knights won their fourth straight, 49-36 to over LIU. Now, there were some shooting stretches in this game that weren't exactly pretty, but FDU's defense was the star, holding the Sharks to just four points on two for 15 shooting in the second quarter, and eight points on three for 14 shooting in the third. Stanley and Chloe Wilson were the lone Knights and the lone players overall to finish in double-figure scoring. So FDU, with the two wins this past weekend in Brooklyn, they are now 7-1 and one in league play, and they have assured that win or lose in their next outing Thursday at the Mount on ESPNU, they will be in sole possession of first place at the conference season's halfway point, nine games down, nine to go. On Sunday in Fairfield, the Pioneers and the Red Flash once again couldn't settle their issues in regulation, going to overtime for a third straight meeting before the Flash pulled out their fifth straight win after an 0-3 conference start. With the Flash up four with 33 seconds left, Sonia Smith got a putback layup to pull SHU within two, and then after two Jada DePaul missed free throws, Adrian Haygood tied it with just seconds to spare to send it into overtime. Then in OT, Jada DePauw put the finishing touches on the Pioneers, scoring the go-ahead for good bucket with just under a minute and a half to go, and then making some free throws to put SFU up by three, 69-66. Now, Sacred Heart did have one last chance. Olivia Tucker, her try was well off the mark right at the end, allowing the red flash to escape Fairfield with the three-point victory. DePauw recorded a double-double, 13 points, and get this, a career-high 23 rebounds. That's not a misprint. I didn't make a mistake. 23 rebounds. Whoa. Well, Jenna Mastalone led the flash with 20 points, her third 20-point effort in seven conference games this year. Now, we'll have more on the Pioneers and the Flash and all their overtimes coming up later in the show. Speaking about Sacred Heart, the game before they played SFU, they hosted Mount St. Mary's at the Pitt Center, and they made some NEC history as well with the first-ever all-female-produced broadcast. Former Sacred Heart women's basketball standout Tykera Carter, 
She handled the play-by-play. Dominique Patrick was on color, and it was an incredible night. We look forward to welcoming Takira Carter into the NEC broadcast team as she joins me for her debut on February the 19th for FDU and Bryant. And finally, we just have to show you this play. St. Francis, Brooklyn, and Bryant just passed two minutes gone by in the second quarter when Neb Dmitrievich reads this pass, tips it away, steals it, and drops a perfect behind-the-back dish to Kalea Edwards, who finishes with the layup. It's one of the prettiest plays you'll see all season. Nev to Kalea for the deuce Sunday in Brooklyn. So now let's take a look at where they stand. The FDU Knights have opened up a two-game edge for the top spot in the NEC standings. Sitting at 7-1, and one, the Knights have matched their mark through eight games from the 1991-1992 season 30 years ago when they also started 7-1 and one and ended up winning it all. Now, there are three really hot teams behind them tied for second. The Terriers have won five out of their last six. The Mount has won their last four. And the St. Francis Red Flash have won five in a row after an 0-3 start. Now, on the flip side, after a 4-0 start, Wagner has dropped four straight to slide back into a tie with Sacred Heart in fifth at four up and four down. Merrimack and Bryant, they are both tied, as are Central Connecticut State and LIU. Now, of course, bring on the asterisks. As a reminder, every team eligible has already clinched a spot in the 2022 NEC tournament. Time now for my three stars from week four of NEC play, starting at number three, it's Kendall Brzee from Mount St. Mary's. The reigning NEC player of the year lands as one of our top stars for the second straight week. Brzee compiled 17 points in both of her outings this past weekend, filling up the stat sheet with 17 points, five rebounds, two assists, a block and a steal against Sacred Heart, and then 17 points, six rebounds, six assists, a block, two steals, and a partridge in a pear tree against Central Connecticut State. Brzee is averaging 20 points and close to eight rebounds over the last two weeks, surpassing Central's Ashley Barubi as the NEC's leading scorer. And speaking about scoring, Brzee enters this weekend just 49 points shy of reaching 1,000 for her collegiate career. At number two, it's St. Francis grad senior Jenna Mastalone. She's playing the best ball of her career right now. She had a career night with 29 points and four threes just last week against Merrimack. And this weekend, she kept it going on the road in the Nutmeg State. On Friday against Central, she shot six for seven and recorded 19 points to go with six rebounds. Then on Sunday on ESPN3 against the Pioneers, Mastalone led all scores with 20 points to help propel SFU to their fifth straight win in overtime over Sacred Heart. And for the second straight week, a night star lands in the top spot. Madison Stanley, the Knights grad senior, came up big in Friday's battle for first place against the Terriers. She led all scorers with a new career high, 25 points to go with nine rebounds and four block shots. Then on Sunday, she led the Knights to a Brooklyn sweep, recording 21 points on nine for 11 shooting and seven rebounds in the win over LIU. Stanley is currently sixth in the league in scoring, fourth in rebounds, and she's under 100 points away from reaching the 1,000-point milestone herself. Madison Stanley, our week number four top star in NEC women's basketball. 
And joining us now here on NEC Women's Basketball on the run, she's our top star. She's the player of the week, and she's our special guest, grad senior for the first place, Fairleigh Dickinson Knights. She's Madison Stanley. Maddie, thanks so, so much for taking the time to join us here today. Thank you for having me. Now, you know, FDU is 7-1 and one right now in, in conference, played two-game lead for first place in the standings, you know, just coming off some huge wins this past weekend uh, in, in Brooklyn. What has been the team's success so far this year? I think our success this year has been what it always has been. It's our philosophy. Our whole program is based on defense. And I know our whole coaching staff uh, talks about it all the time, that when our defense is good, it brings so much energy that our offense will just come. And I think um, our defense has really been the key to our success this year. Now, you mentioned for you personally, you know, 500 rebounds this past weekend. Uh, you're approaching 1,000 points. You've been winning games. So coming back now for this, this fifth year, how, how exciting, how much fun has this been for you? Oh, it's been great. I, I'm so happy that I got the opportunity to come back and to be able to compete with my team. Uh, we have such a special group of girls this year. And I'm just happy to be a part of it. And we talked a little bit about this uh, when we last spoke at media day, you know, team seven and one, the one loss was to Bryant when there were many players that, that weren't there, a uh, team was playing shorthanded, but that's kind of been how you've been like the last two years playing shorthanded. There's been all these obstacles that, yes. that pop up. So like mentally, how, how tough is that to, to, to stay focused and, and stay in it when there's all these obstacles popping up and you never know when they're going to pop up. I think it's definitely difficult, but I think, it's good in a sense because you you play every game like it's your last, every practice like it's your last because you never know when something like this could happen. So I think for us, it's just playing that next game like it's our last game because you really never know when it could be your turn or the other team's turn to like deal with COVID or any of these things. Hey, you, you mentioned that the team kind of gelling together. You've been a part of this now for five years. You've seen the program kind of built from the bottom up you've been a part of the foundation so so what has this journey been like to come all this way with, with the group of girls you have in the locker room oh it's been great i mean ever since coach Angie and our coaching staff has gotten here it's been a big like 180 and i think it's great just to see how our program has grown i mean throughout my five years here we've gotten like so much better each year and it's just so great to be a part of and it's, it's just awesome now thursday night on espnu the knights will be in emmitsburg to meet the mount now Technically, FDU already has a victory over Mount, but that was forfeit in the first conference game. I'm sure they're not too happy about that. Uh, so, so what are going to be some keys for you guys coming up on Thursday night when you actually get to play it on the court? I think just sticking to what we know best, which is defense. Our defense is what puts us in these games and makes us successful. So I think just doing what we do best, which is defense, and our offense will come. And Coach Ange says this all the time. With defense, especially with us, it really brings so much energy and so much excitement when we get stops on defense. And that's what makes us good on offense as well. All right, it's time now for Get to Know. We have some five quick questions for, for Madison Stanley and uh, you just give us the first thing that comes to mind, okay? Okay. All right, here we go. What's uh, your favorite song that you've been listening to recently? Um, Friday by the Nightcrawlers. Okay. What's one thing that you just can't live without? My family. Good answer. What's what's a pregame superstition? I always drink a Celsius and our whole team, we always listen to Friday before the game. <laughs> if, if we took a survey of your teammates, what's a, a trait or an adjective or a word that you think that they might use to describe you? Um, I think my team would describe me probably as goofy. Okay. Okay. 
Now I'm going to throw a bonus one in here because you're from Woodbridge, New Jersey, or Jersey girl. So Taylor ham or pork roll? How, how do you describe it? I say Taylor ham. Okay. And finally, we have a would you rather. Would you rather own a beach house down at the Jersey Shore or would you rather own a home that overlooks the Hudson with the beautiful view of New York City? Definitely Jersey Shore. All right, there we go. Madison, thank you so much for spending a few minutes with us and best of luck coming up against the Mount on Thursday. Thank you so much. All right, that's Madison Stanley here on NEC Women's Basketball on the Run. Stats amazing. And today we are talking about overtime. In particular, Sunday's ESPN3 overtime affair between Sacred Heart and St. Francis U in Fairfield. Now, after both of their games went into overtime last year in 2021, they once again couldn't settle it in regulation in their first meeting in 2022. Now, we actually went back and looked and looked and looked, and it is believed that this is either the first time that this is a never ever, or at the very least, it's the first time in a very long time that two opponents have played in three consecutive games against each other, and all three games went into overtime. The closest examples we could find in league history, at least in recent league history, were St. Francis, Brooklyn, and Central Connecticut State. They played a double overtime NEC tournament semifinal in 2015, and then their first meeting of 2016 went into overtime. So that was two in a row. And then Mount and Bryant had a stretch between 2013 and 2015 when they played three overtime games in a five-game span. It was overtime regulation, overtime regulation, overtime. But we haven't been able to locate or find in the record books, dating back since the beginning, three straight games between the same two teams going to overtime. Now, can... St. Francis and Sacred Heart continue this run and go into bonus basketball for a fourth straight time, which would definitely have to be some sort of record, by the way. I sure hope so, because I'll be there to call it the rematch Saturday, February 26th in Loretto, 4 p.m. ESPN three, three overtimes in a row by the same two teams. Stats amazing. And now let's take a look at our week five slate, beginning with action on Thursday night. And the headliner, it's 5 p.m. ESPNU, Fairleigh Dickinson, first place against the reigning tournament champions from Mount St. Mary's. Now, this is a rematch from the last two years in the NEC tournament semifinals. Two years ago, the game didn't even get to be played. Last year, FDU went in shorthanded. They gave it a fight, but ultimately, they were turned aside. And earlier this season, in their first conference meeting in the Garden State, didn't happen due to forfeit. And you can imagine Mount probably not too happy about that. Kendall Brzee, Madison Stanley, they're playing their best ball this season right now, and so are their teams. Both teams are coming in having won their last four in a row. Now, this is an historic rivalry in the NEC. I'm actually working on a story right now recognizing the 30-year anniversary of the 1992 FDU championship team, and I had a chance recently to talk to Mount and NEC Hall of Famer Vanessa Blair and FDU Hall of Famers Felicia Griffin and Megan Culkin, and they all have such fond memories of those FDU Mount St. Mary's battles from the early 90s. And that's exactly how they all described it, a battle, especially the two times that these two programs met in the final in 1990 and 1992. Obviously, FDU has more fonder memories of those than the Mount does, but it's interesting that now their paths having crossed here in the present, in the, the last two years in the tournament, and now once again here this year, it's almost like this rivalry is being rekindled 30 years later, and it's awesome to see. Now, 
on one hand, FDU, we kind of need them to win to break this NEC on the run curse because so far, if you've been paying attention, each guest that we've had come on to our show has lost their next game. Z Thibel came on week one, Wagner loses. Then it was Isabella Posset, St. Francis, Brooklyn loses. So we, we kind of need FDU to win or no one will ever want to come on our show ever again. But then on the other hand, it's kind of also a must win for Mount too because even though we're at the halfway point, if they go three games back out of first place, having lost both games head-to-head -head against the top team, they could very well see their aspirations of reclaiming the regular season crown completely fade away. So plenty at stake in this game for us, for the teams. It's the season's halfway point. It's going down Thursday night on ESPNU. Now, in other action, Wagner will try to end their slide against the hottest team in the league right now, St. Francis, who've won their last five in a row. And then on Saturday, Kalia Edwards back to her old stomping grounds atop Grimes Hill, St. Francis, Brooklyn, taking on Wagner and SFU taking on Mount highlighting the Saturday action. Also keep in mind, Brian and LIU, that should be an interesting one too. LIU swept Bryant last year in the final series of the regular season. So that'll do it for this week's edition of NEC women's basketball on the run. I'm Craig D'Amico. Next week, we will officially be on the back end of the conference schedule, and we'll be playing February basketball. Can't wait. Enjoy the games, everyone, and we will see you, as always, right back here next week on NEC Women's Basketball on the Run.